Welcome to the Lifelinks Podcast, a Latina podcast for the modern cultura. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, Peruana, California native, structural engineer, mother, and your amiga for all things Latina. Here we honor the women who navigate multiple cultures, both aquí and allá, and somewhere in between, providing that safe place for you to speak your truth, celebrate la cultura, and find belonging in this comunidad. Join us every Wednesday on your favorite streaming platform to listen to your new amigas as they share their journeys of lessons learned, barriers they overcome, and the joys of living life with pure authenticity. Encuentras your voice and discover the life meant for you. Hola, chicas. Thanks for joining in today to celebrate our amigas worldwide, living out their true selves by celebrating their cultura in so many different ways. This week begins Latina and Hispanic Heritage Month in the U.S., and it is loud and proud this year. There are so many big events and gatherings who unite in community, the commonality we all share. I would love to hear of any of the events that you attend, what they were like, and what you took away from them. Just like every week here on the Lifelinks podcast. Now, as you can tell, my voice is wobbly today. I think it's a pure mix of everything that's happening in the fall, all the kids going back to school, or maybe just too much talking. I don't know. But I hope you stay with me, because today's guest is someone I have already had the honor to meet in person, to feel her energy, positivity, and Puerto Rican pride up close. We met at the AAUW National Conference for College Women Student Leaders outside of D.C. this last June. Yes, she lovingly attended my presentation and workshop, but I had already noticed her before, during some off time in the halls of the University of Maryland, College Park. Her vivacity, her leadership, and presence were so blazing that she caught my attention and had me wondering, who is this amazing Latina? And today, you get to see for yourself. What a blazing comet Francis Vasquez Sochet truly is. Francis is from Puerto Rico, and when I say that, I mean Puerto Rico pulses in her heart, her soul, and blood to fuel her pride and determination. If anyone is going to kick off Latina Hispanic Heritage Month, it's Francis. We caught up with each other for this episode on Francis's first week here in the U.S., at Bowling Green State University in Ohio, where she received a full-ride scholarship for her master's in accountancy. As you hear in the episode, Francis graduated from University of Puerto Rico, Rio Piedras, where she majored in Accountancy and Computer Science Information, or CSI. Now, she may sound like all data and digits, but this chica is bursting with adventure and first-time tries, like skydiving, kayaking through the cenotes, part of the flash mob at Bad Bunny, but most of all, breaking down barriers as the first and only woman hired at the accounting firm she worked at. And today, she is bringing that energy to us to immerse us in the Puerto Rican culture, love of life, and determination to keep the door open and create a space of belonging for more Latinas to join her in these professions, otherwise left to men. So welcome to the show, Francis. So grateful to have you with us and have you give us some time. And we can't wait to hear your story because it is genuinely different than the stories we've had on thus far. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me and for the invitation. I'm really excited. Like you said, my name is Frances Shaili Vasquez-Sochet. I am from Puerto Rico, but I'm currently residing in Ohio, Bowling Green, Ohio, because I am pursuing my Master's of Accountancy with a minor in Information Systems. We're going to dive into that heavy. Latinas in STEM, hello. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> New representation welcome. from Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> 
mixing it up. Yeah, so grateful to have you here. Now, we met, you and I met very randomly, but I feel like our universes said these two need to meet. I these two will connect. We met at the AAUW National Conference for College Women Student Leaders in University of Maryland. What a great opportunity and so grateful you came to my workshop. So grateful yes. that we have the opportunity to talk about where you're at in your authenticity, which is everything we talk about here on the podcast. The workshop was the most emotional one for me. I remember I went in with a, a friend of mine, Alanis. We kind of like took over and took every Latina in our group because we were a group of Puerto Ricans. We were seven, but we had this unspoken mission because it's not like okay. we went out saying we're going to look for every Latina. No, it's just like they came up and they would hear us speak Spanish and they would be like, oh, yeah. I'm Colombian. Oh, I'm from Mexico, Argentina, Guatemala. And we just ended up creating this giant group of Latinas. And I remember going into that workshop and I was afraid because, because since it's my first time living outside of Puerto Rico, uh, I wanted to know how I could use my authenticity, how I can use my culture in my identity and use it the best way possible and embrace it over here without losing myself. I don't want to be molded into something I'm not just to fit in. So that workshop you gave, it was exactly what I was looking for. It opened a lot of doors. It closed a lot of doors also. Like I noticed what I shouldn't do and I, what I could do and how I can use all my authenticity and who I am into the best way possible and just embrace it and don't change for anyone or anything. So thank you. <laughs> Your workshop was my favorite. It's the one that I kept engraved in my brain. So thank you so much for sharing your experience and of course, connecting with me. I yeah. never would have imagined that I'd be here doing a podcast. I'm so happy for you and amazing timing for you because you were still going to school in Puerto Rico, no? Yes. When at that time, because this was... This year in the end of May, beginning of June. So had you been to the U.S. for anything long term before? I was born in Puerto Rico, but then my father worked for the Navy. So from ages one to four or five, I did live in Virginia. I have oh. no memory. <laughs> I have no memory of it. But I did live <laughs> here. And then I came to Puerto Rico. And after that, I've stayed in Puerto Rico forever, like from okay. five to 23. We arrived here, Cleveland. Cleveland mm. is a two hour drive from here. So it was like a three hour flight from Puerto Rico to Washington, DC, like three to four hours. And then wow. DC to Cleveland, it was one hour and a half. So that's already like five hours and a half flying oh. and yeah. then driving two more hours. It's, like oh, it takes the whole day out of you. I don't see myself living in a town where yeah. I have to drive more than one hour for the airport. This was a good test for you then. Just in case you were thinking, oh, it wouldn't be that bad. No, seriously. No, it's bad. I've noticed <laughs> like, you know, a few little things. I've noticed I'm not a small yeah. town girl. I don't like small town. But now in, in Puerto Rico, were you in a small town or were you yeah, in a city? Puerto Rico, we're such a small island, but there are so many things to do. And we have mm -hmm. an international airport. The international airport was 15 minutes away from the house. <laughs> the furthest I had to drive to the other side of the island was three hours. And that would be like the road oh. trip to go to the beaches on the west yeah. side, which is the prettier ones, in my opinion. Yeah. In Puerto Rico, I don't feel like it's small, even though I know we're small, but like the people, the culture and just Puerto Rico in general, we, we're not small. So <laughs> that here, here, I do feel like secluded and far away. Because it's always thriving. There's always something going on then. Exactly. No. Because of the culture. Exactly. And the people. No, and everyone is proud of their culture. But I feel like Puerto Ricans, we put our flag anywhere we go anywhere i want everyone to know where i'm from and that's my conversation starter i've known other puerto ricans that when we go out we like to embrace that part of ourselves and here 
I feel like it's more college culture, as in everyone likes to embrace which college they went to. And you don't see that as much in Puerto Rico. That's like another shock I had. Like everyone here uses their jerseys and hoodies and everything that says BGSU, like anything that has to do with their old colleges. And me, I'm just walking around. I have a (laughs) Puerto Rican flag and and a t-shirt and I go out with that. It's a shock because in Puerto Rico, of course, we're proud of our universities, but I think we're prouder of the flag rather than where we studied. No, that's a really interesting point you bring up that I don't think anyone's ever talked about. Even first gens here, they, they don't have the ability to have that point of view. That's a really valuable point of view because it's true. It creates rivalry, and I do believe that's a big encouraging part. Oh, my team's better than yours. My college is better than yours. But like I said, in Puerto Rico, we do have rivalries between universities, but we set that aside like all the time. We look at it when there's like a sporting event or anything like that. But yeah, I respect, I know that, let's say I'm from Rio Piedras, which they're known for psychology, biology, and business administration, while... Mayagüez, which is on the west side, they're known for their engineer. And NASA, every semester, they come to pick students to go to their program. And they've won tons and tons of NASA competitions against like U.S. schools. And I fully respect and I know that that university, that they know what they're doing and they have their field, as do they respect that. In my university, we have our own field. We rival Mm -hmm. in the competitions, in the sports, but we respect what each one brings to the table. And like I said, we see a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Do you think that is also your generation or has that always been from previous generations, just the Puerto Rican pride and the stand behind the unity to endure what it's put through? I don't think it's just our generation because if you start thinking of the people, the diaspora who left Puerto Rico to go to New York, mm-hmm. uh, New Yorkans, they are very prideful. Well, we have our uh, Puerto Rican day. I, I yeah. dream of going and seeing that parade because it's just like an yeah. embrace of our culture and it's beautiful. And yeah. that has that day that's already like a festival, a tradition that goes up years and years be- behind. So I don't think it's our generation. We do continue it. Mm. And even more so, I think older generations are more prideful, more prideful than us. I think also that, you know, if we take it to a political point of view, our generation is a little bit more woke. In the sense mm-hmm. of we know that there's a problem. There's only two parties. There are other parties, but two parties have been dominating Puerto Rico and neither one has been giving results or we don't see good change, the change that needs yeah. to be done. So my generation is aware that our government has issues and that both political parties have issues. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I believe our generation is in the political side. We're more aware of what's going on rather than just blindly following something because that's what my older generations told me to do. Which is the disruptor, which is the here comes in change, the potential for change because you're not buying into what you're being handed down by your parents. Exactly. Yeah, there's challenge to it and the ability to communicate with each other broadly with the social media and different ways of communication yes. that previous generations didn't have. No, that's like a You big can curve. be talking to your friends constantly versus our generation. If the phone was being used, you, you couldn't talk to your friends. Yeah, or if true. your dad unplugged the phone, you couldn't talk to your friends. <laughs> that's true. That's a so, big, yeah. That's a big perk. Uh, that's a big perk our generation has. We Anything that happens, like in a matter of seconds, everyone just finds out in every aspect, not just political. Yeah, <laughs> everything. Like bad bunnies on the roof of the gas station garage. Everyone shows up. I went oh. there. I saw that <laughs> Did car. You? Yeah, but I was I was uh, staying over at a friend's house, and mm-hmm. I remember receiving a text from another friend of ours, and she was like, "I heard that bad bunny's gonna play in a gas station." I'm like, 
in a gas station. If yeah. you and it was like 10 30 p.m. So I I was ready to watch movies. And then my friends were, no, because he's gonna play. I just know it. Let's just go. And I'm like, if I wake up and I change my clothes and I go out there and that money doesn't play, I'm gonna be mad. And everything was just pointing that you should go, you should go. We found the perfect parking spot, like there wasn't any traffic. Uh And then like we just walked in and the stage, the gas station was right in front of us. Like our parking was like five seconds away. Never happened before. I I don't know if it's him or his marketing team, but they're just on another level. The way he connects. First of all, yes, the universe was saying, get out of your pajamas yeah, and, get yeah. and <laughs> you know, live life large, exactly. get in with that. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm so proud. I'm so happy for you. Like, Thank yeah. you. No, that's the closest I've ever been to him. That, that's the six scenarios. Okay, I get out of my PJs and he's not there. It's like, okay, well, you know, we went and had fun doing something else. Anyway. Exactly. But the opposite of, I didn't feel like going. I didn't go. And he played. Exactly. Oh, that would have been the what major if. Regret. The what if. Yeah. Yeah. You got to play that what if on all the different scenarios. True. And then make your decision. Exactly. So, is that how you generally have always lived your life anyway? Do you feel that instinct, that gut intuition to do things? So, I have one mantra. It is what I live by and I've started doing it, I'd say a couple of years ago. It's not like my forever, but I do want to start yeah. continue embracing it because it's been working out. So I believe that everything happens for a reason. Nothing is coincidental. Nothing happens just because or there's always a lesson to learn behind whatever situation or just something new to experience. So the perfect example, I was supposed to move in with a friend, but she had an old roommate that was supposed to leave and a situation happened that she didn't leave and I already needed somewhere to live. Oh, yeah. So I was like, hey, what's going on? I need to move. January passed, February passed, and then March, like I was already, every day I would ask her, like, is she moving? What's the deal? And then I was questioning Why are there so many stops? Why is the universe not letting me move? Why isn't it letting me go out and start this new chapter with my friend? And then the week that she told me, oh, she's moving out. You can start moving in. That's the week where I received the scholarship to study in Ohio. So if I would have moved in with her, I would have had a one-year lease and it would have been harder it would have been more difficult to actually yeah. get out of the apartment of that leasing sure. agreement and go into yeah. Ohio. It would have been costly. And right. So you would have had to pay it off. So that's when I knew. And I've never doubted that thought again, that everything happens for a reason. When you think that life is going over your head and just like trying to push you down, it's because there's something better coming. So every time I see a bad situation, I'm like, what? am I supposed to learn from this? What am I gaining? Can I get myself out of the situation or am I supposed to be here and live it and see what I can learn from it? I trust the process. I trust that everything happens with a significant purpose. First of all, let's sit in this a moment. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations Thank on you. a full <laughs> ride scholarship for your master's. Thank you. Your master's in... And Masters of Accountancy. When you're saying you just have to sit in it and see what this situation that you don't feel comfortable in, that it's aggravating you, that it's like you don't want to be in. And you said either it's something you have to get yourself out of or it's something you have to learn from. How do you think you can tell the difference? A lot of times we don't even want to try something new because it's uncomfortable and going into accountancy, you know, that's a pretty heavy male dominated yeah. field. That's a situation that people don't even want to put themselves in, let alone learn from. I try to not let myself be influenced by the outside, like outside people or anything else that affects. 
I try to focus on how I feel in the moment. Although other people might cause feelings, you have to retrospect and ask yourself, is this something I need to experience or is this something I need to get out of? But if you at least try, I always say like, go for it. It's better to try and know you, you didn't like it than never try at all. That is never the answer. Yeah. If you have the slightest interest or the slightest imagination of what could be if, if this would go the way you want it to go, right. Don't ever stop for no one, not because anyone tells you not to or they don't believe in you or that. Even if you have self-doubt, this is the moment where you can prove it to yourself. Prove to yourself that you can do it and you don't depend on anyone else's opinion. But let's say you tried it, like you begin trying it and then you start feeling like every day is you feel not bad, but you don't have a good feeling from it instinctively. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that like in you and you can't continue visualizing what your future is going to be like, I think it's a moment where you have to look back and think if it's worth it. Let's mm-hmm. say in my experience in taxes. So me at the office and then when I would go out driving, I would retrospect and think back to my day. Think, is this the fullest me I could be? Is this what I want to become? You know, that everyone knows about. Francis, the tax preparer, or is it fulfilling enough for me? No, (laughs) like for me, it wasn't. And I'm like, okay, I need to experience this to know that I didn't want it. Because if I never have done it, I would have wondered what could have happened. Maybe it was my thing. Maybe it wasn't. It's good to just try and give it your best shot. And even if it doesn't go well at the beginning, If you still visualize and you still see, no, I can get this done. No, I like what I'm doing, the work I'm preparing. And then you decide to continue in that path or take a step back and see what other routes you can take. I know that everyone has their own process, you know, mine. I try to focus a lot on what I'm feeling. I like to live by my emotions And of course, you need to have a balance between logic and emotions, but I'm a very emotional person. So if I try to focus only on logic, I wouldn't be doing justice to myself. Absolutely. That is a big difference. But I love how you frame it. I love how you frame, can you see yourself in the future doing it? Is this just the rough start or the hard parts that you have to get past, the things you have to learn? But if you can visualize yourself In the future. I love that. Exactly. And it's kind of a paradox because you need to think about the future, but you can't only rely, oh, I'll be happy in the future and be miserable now. Uh, You know, you need to also live in the moment, but see how you feel Mm -hmm. now or see Mm -hmm. how it's affecting you now. Because let's say I've had colleagues of mine that they work two years in a horrible environment. Like they like the work. But the environment is horrible, but they just like, uh, they justify it by saying, oh, in two years, I'm going to get a promotion and I don't have to live with it. I just have to hold on a little bit longer. However, I don't think every time you hold on a little bit longer that you continue exposing yourself to a horrible work environment where you don't feel seen or appreciated, you lose parts of yourself. I think we talked about this, how you continuously hold on or say to yourself that everything's going to be okay. I just need to hold on a little bit longer, hold on a little bit longer. Just put up with it. Keep your head down. Don't say anything about it because Mm. it's all going to be worth it. But if you're miserable now, it's not worth it. Whatever the promotion, whatever the end goal, if it's affecting your mental health, your physical health, like or how you feel. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Absolutely. Uh, And you infect a lot of people around you with that because you may think you're handling it, but it's on you and you're going to spill it onto the people around you. And who's to guarantee that you're going to get that promotion or that you're going to get that raise? Like a lot can happen. So here you are. You're at the University Uh, of Bowling Green. Yes, BGSU. Bowling Green State University. Great. And you're getting your master's in accountancy. Yes. 
Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. But okay, was this an automatic jump for you? This had to be kind of like some kind of hesitancy or or are you that kind of adventurer who loves going into the unknown? Because if you lived in Puerto Rico your entire life, but picking up and moving for a year away from everything you know and like in a blink, what do you think? So like you said, like I am a very adventurous person. I love jumping into the unknown. Uh, in Puerto Rico, there are a lot of rivers, but there's this one river in Arecibo. It's called Rio Tanama. Completely 100% recommended for adventure seekers because it is a cave, but it's an underwater cave. Oh, so, my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, so what are you doing in this underwater cave? Wait a minute. You go kayaking or you can go with a raft or okay. just with a life vest and you just like cruise through it. So, oh, that's cool. That's a whole experience. It's a day activity. I recommend it. It's amazing. When I took that tour, that moment where I jumped, I just knew. Yeah. I just knew that I love this type of thing where I'm challenged. I don't know what's the outcome, but I am going to figure it out. However it is, whatever the situation is going to be, yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll get my way out of it. And it's funny mm -hmm. because my dad, he knows I'm very adventurous. And every time, every time I call him from something, let's say I went to Colombia this summer and I did the parapente, which is the paragliding. Oh, gosh. So, oh, my Lord. So I remember I didn't tell him I was going to paraglide. So I yeah, just sent I him know. a picture of like me in the sky. Like, hey. And he was like, you're going to give me a heart attack. <laughs> yes. You're poor dad. Oh, yeah. So, Seriously. And, you know, I'm taking these extreme experiences or extreme memories that I have. But ever since I've always been the type of person who isn't afraid of what's going to happen or nerve wrecking. This is the first time where I'm fully and completely alone. Like no one that I know is here no family, no friends, and I'm kind of building up from zero. And that's exciting for me. I like that, that feeling of possibilities of anything could happen. I could meet anyone or I could find the dream job or just any experience that I know that I wouldn't get in Puerto Rico. It's exciting. Yeah. Of course, you have to also think about the other side of the loneliness. And when you feel homesick, what are you going to do? So since I've only been a week, I have my home around me. I do have, as you can see, flag behind me. I have this little trinket I bought in Biel San Juan. And you don't see it, but I have this wall filled with pictures. I have my vision board over here. Like I try to visually crowd myself and feel like I'm doing the right thing. Like, I look at those pictures and I know that each and every one of the people that are up there believe in me and they all believe I'm going to do something great and that I'm meant for more. And that just fills me up with joy and wanting to make them and myself proud. That's another thing that I try to think about, that not everyone gets these opportunities. You know, there are trains with opportunities that pass. And if you don't get on it, you don't know when the next one's going to arrive. So I just I jumped, that. I jumped in that train, no doubt. Didn't even look back, like questioning, is this the right thing? You have this vivacious personality that by now we're you know, maybe five minutes into the podcast, people can feel your energy and your <laughs> joy and your vivacity. And that really attracts people. How is it in Bowling Green? Do you get a sense of the diversity there? I remember seeing like there was a statistics section where you could see the diversity of the students and it was like 13,000 students and 10,000 were white, like literally. And I looked at it like, and there were only yeah. like 372 Latinos in the whole oh like undergraduate Lord. and graduate and PhD. The University of Puerto Rico, Rio Piedras, they have like an alliance with Bowling Green. Every year they select students to go to Bowling Green. But this year, 
I'm the only one here. I was the only Puerto Rican. And I asked my graduate coordinator, are there any other Latinos? Do you know anything? So I can like start creating that community. For me. And he was like, oh, at least in our program, like there are no Latino. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? He explained that the reason for that is because they teach the gap, you know, the gap principles. And there's a difference between how U.S. Okay. prepare their accounting on the contrary of like internationally. Literally, the U.S. has their own set of rules and then every other country follows the international. I how does that affect the Latino population? It affects them and because let's say... Like a Latino wants to take this master's. They can't. They literally can't because they're only looking for people who had studied the DAP principles, not the uh, international. Oh, yeah. wow. So already, like if you are already an international student for this master's, yeah. you can't apply. Like you won't be wow. accepted. And Puerto Rico, since of course we're a U.S. Yeah. territory. Well, I was accepted. You know, we, we, we do have that partnership. But because we yeah. follow that, follow those principles yeah. rather than the IFRS, like the international one. That division yeah. is because of the U.S. IFRS had been like inviting the U.S. to follow their principles, but the U.S. said, yeah. no, thank you. We'll create our own principles. I really feel fish out of water, not necessarily a bad way. It's just that I know that I'm different and that's not a bad thing. Uh, on the contrary, I like being different. I I like not fitting in or not following like the statistic. I like to be that that variable that's like on the other side, and you're like, what? Who is that? And I'm like, me. Hi. <laughs> what is she doing here? Exactly. Why is she here? <laughs> exactly. So I'm here to disrupt. <laughs> I'm here to disrupt. <laughs> I'm here to disrupt. Send I love. <laughs> I would wear that t-shirt. Walking around. I will. I put the Puerto Rico flag yeah, on the <laughs> When I was in San Francisco, I went to Napa. I bought the wine, me and my boyfriend. And then we promised each other, okay, we're going to open this a year from now when we graduate from bachelor's. And we opened it and it tasted so amazing. Oh, that was so cool. That's yeah, such a great yeah. idea. See? Oh, you're hitting those points. You put these like rewards waiting for you after you I, get CPA, after you finish your master's. Yeah. I love that. I remember in one of my posts, like I put as a caption, like friendly reminder, celebrate your victories and the ways that make you happy. Celebrate yeah. them because some people just look over and like, oh, yeah, I just did my bachelor's degree. I'm not going to do it. You did your bachelor's mm -hmm. degree. You completed it. But we don't sit in it. We don't sit in our celebration. Exactly. We don't sit in our feats because we just go, okay, now next, next, yeah, next, exactly. next. Look yeah. around. Look around. Yeah. Look at what you've accomplished. Look how far you've come. And then you can look forward. Yeah. But it's okay to relish in that victory. So I open yeah. up a bottle of yeah. wine and I'm like, cheers. <laughs> cheers. I love it. Yes. So it's a good thing to pass on. It's a very powerful thing to pass on. We need to hear that daily, you know, yeah. just like sit in the moment, take a step back because you could always feel like you could have done one more thing. You could have done it better. You could have da, 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 da. Yeah. And I think it helps. If it's something that's going to be gone in a day, a week, a month, a year, and it doesn't impact the rest of your life, then don't take it so seriously. Exactly. Right? Comments or, you know, the emotions like, yeah, in the moment, they're terrible, but don't bring them with you because they wouldn't naturally come with you. Yeah. Right. They, they're not part of your life. It's something that someone said or did and they're not in your life. They're behind you. So, yeah, you just don't take them to heart. Don't bring them with you no, and so much. Also, I love your vision. Don't take people for granted. Friends and family, your support group. Mm. You know, some people think yeah. there are moments where you need to focus on your job or on your work. But if someone calls you like they, they need you, like they really mm -hmm. need you, don't push them away. Because when you need them, there is going to be a point where you're going to need them. 
because life is mm-hmm. like that. You never know when mm-hmm. you're going to need to talk to a friend or to a family member about something. Try to give importance to those who support you and who love you. Mm-hmm. You know, like nurture, nurture the relationship. Yeah. Just because you have it doesn't mean that it will stay there and thrive. Exactly. Yeah. You have to, well you have to give it your energy, give it yeah. your love, give it your attention. Exactly. Yeah. That's valuable. You're already well-versed in presenting your whole person and your whole self and knowing that you belong, which can be very difficult, very difficult. Even for first gens born here, yeah. it can feel very difficult, True. fish out of water, not feeling like you belong. For our listeners, what would you give like one nugget of when that doubt starts coming in, whether it's you feel that way for being a first gen whether you feel that way for being a, a Latina in STEM fields, a Latina in a, a career position. Yeah. When that little doubt of, I don't feel like I belong here, what would you say to them? Some of the reasons why people start feeling anxious and nervous is because you take it to a bigger plane that you should. Let's say like, I'm the only girl in my work and that means I'm a representation and you try to make it I, I've felt um, this, that you make it bigger than it is, but you you first have to work in your brain, inside you. Why are you doing this for yourself? Let's say like in the IT department, I've had two different jobs where I was the only woman, the wow. only girl in the team. Yeah. One of the jobs told me that yeah. they had never had a female ever. Like I was the first one. And of course, those things put pressure on you because you feel like, oh, I have to represent all of my gender, because if I do it wrong, then everyone else won't have the same opportunities as me. I try yeah. to not focus on that huge picture because it puts too much pressure on me. I try to take it into the smallest bit where I know I can like manage it and stimulate it. And okay, why am I doing this for me, Frances? What does this bring to me and my career and my persona? What am I getting out of this? Is this something I want to do? Yes. Okay. I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Because if let's say yeah. you don't truly love it, then it's okay to step back and look for another way. Try to not focus on, I failed my gender. I failed my culture. Mm-hmm. Be honest with yourself. Don't do it because of other people. Don't do it to try to be this hero or be this icon. It's better to do things for you. And for what makes it best or what you can get out of it. What is this change that Francis is coming in to create? How do you envision what the future of your field of your interest can be with Latina leadership? Well, of course, I want more representation. I want to know that women belong where they say we don't. Not only Latinas, like any type really. Of course, I am biased and I want more Latina representation. (laughs) However, uh, the change I would like to see is being a little bit more open with your emotions. You know, I've said this before that Latinas, we are known, we are known for being emotional and vivacious and just hand gestures and just letting ourselves feel. So Mm -hmm. I've heard and I've known people say, you can't bring that to work because that's not right. right. That's not appropriate. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a fine line between being yourself and being appropriate. I don't want to come to work where I have to become someone I'm not, you know. And in my industry, like I said, it's very male dominated, very low, like no emotions are shown in my industry. Yeah. And I would like to see that change where it's okay if you feel overwhelmed that you can say it openly. Mm-hmm. So overview, I would like more representation. And of course, and I'd like more humanity. Maybe that's just yeah. the word, just being more human, being yeah. more accepting that we are human and we do feel. And sometimes we're not going to feel like we're going to be 100% productive. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why we need women in leadership. We, and to like 
to your point, I, bringing the Latina presence because, and I, I do broad stroke, we are compassionate, we are empathic, could go a long way wow. to changing the mindset. Like you are not a cog. You are not here to just plug in and give everything you have for somebody else yeah. to profit off exactly. of. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That is that colonial mentality oh of, yeah. I just want to take everything I have from you and I don't have to give anything back. No, exactly. I completely agree. And yeah. continuing on what you said, like women in leadership positions, they thrive. They thrive. It's proven fact. It's a known fact. Like, mm -hmm. look at the countries that have women uh, government, women leaders. Since I know you're like always looking places to go, things to do. What have you found out there that you think, oh, I'm going to go do this one day. Like, this is so exciting. I'm going to go do this. Okay. This is going to sound so cheesy and so corny, but okay. I'm a big Mamma Mia fan. What? Huge Mamma Mia fan. I've always felt a connection with Donna how she portrays it and how she's so free-spirited and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, I yeah. love her way. Like, I know, I would have been friends with Donna. You know, <laughs> I would have been part of their group. You know, performing. How she speaks of Greece and how it's portrayed and the boat trips they take and the little mm -hmm. towns. like the You know, where you actually get to know the culture, not just go to a theme yeah. or just like these touristy places. I like to go to very deep ends of the countries. So mm -hmm. I am planning this trip. I want to go almost a month. It's going to be my longest trip because I am planning on doing it after I receive my CPA license because okay. it's going to be like a reward for me. Yeah. So I want to go to Greece, Italy, and Croatia. Croatia. Yeah. Croatia in specific, because another thing I like, uh, I love Game of Thrones. And oh. Dubrovnik is, is King's Landing. Like they, all the shots are from Croatia. So okay. I want to visit that town. At least I have a date. Yeah. So we know a lot about you, but not everything, but we do know. You give yourself fully to people. I love that. And we really value you coming forward with just your full presence, your energy, your thoughts. We really value you being so open. Thank you. We can sit there and think, oh, you know, she's an adventurer. She's a planner. Da, da, da. But what is something that people wouldn't guess you are? Or something that you would do or like that they could never, they would like, what? Seriously? That's awesome. Like, that really gets you thinking because I do I do expose myself really openly and I let people know from the beginning who I am when I get very very stressed or when I'm very that something happens major that affects yeah. instantly like I said I'm not I'm not I I have a hammock and a beach chair in my trunk of my car. I always oh. have them. So I drive to the nearest beach and I just sit there and I don't put music and I love music, but I don't put music. I don't put anything. I just like, I sit there and I just listen to the waves and I try to go where somewhere. Like, if I see a lot of crowds, then of course I go a little yeah. bit low. Yeah. And I think, and I try to think. And I try to I love look for solution or, or, or see, like I said, like, why is this affecting me so much? Oh, I that's, love that. That's maybe a little bit more emotional, personal, but a, like a fun fact yeah. like that about no, I me. I love that. I love that, though, because that says a lot. Because, you know, most people would think that you just go, 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 go. But then you you have the hammock and the beach chair in your trunk all the time just in case you have to go. No, yeah. no mas. just like, I've got to go separate, be out here by myself and just be at my favorite place. That's funny. I love that. I love, I love that. I, I did the same thing. 
First, I we are very similar, which is freaking me out more <laughs> to do this podcast. Because two things, especially raising my girls, I always have a bag in my trunk with all my water supplies. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have my bikini, I'm going to have a, a towel, I'm going to have sunscreen, flip-flops, just in case I have an opportunity to jump in the water somewhere, whether it's a, you know, the, the ocean or <laughs> pool, whatever. But when I was in college mm-hmm. and I was the only woman, there were two older women, they were like in their 20s that were in the school with me in engineering. Well. But I was the only one. And when I would get stressed out, when I couldn't handle it anymore, and I would go to this one beach, Morro Bay, and have this has this huge rock, huge, and it's the rock is like right at the shore. It's huge, and I would go there and just watch the waves crash against the rock, and just watch the power of the ocean because it made me feel like oh, looking at that force and looking at the horizon, yeah. Yes. And it made me feel small and therefore it made my problems feel really, really exactly. small. So exactly. I hear you. That's I have exactly to put a hammock. I, I like the hammock in the trunk. I'm going to take that idea oh, and use that. Do it. It's not in my beach bag. I don't have a hammock. I need that. Do it. Do it. <laughs> hammock is a must. <laughs> it's a must have. Okay. With you, let's do a shout out. Let's do it for your favorite cafecito place. My yeah. favorite cafecito place. And if you are ever in Puerto Rico, you have to buy cafe there. Elemento. Okay. Oh. Elementos Cafe. They are locally grown. They have infusions. Like they locally infuse their coffee with ginger and uh, avellana. Oh my God. It is like out. when it's roasting or I don't know. Wow. I don't know how it works. They have two mm. locations. And it's close to the capital. You know, it's, I think it's like a 20 minute drive. It's like a food truck. It is the best coffee. Oh, wow. So it's locally grown. Yes. Locally infused with whatever they're trying to create. It's all hand, small batch, it sounds like. Oh, so what's your favorite? How do you make your coffee? And what's your favorite? Oh, I brought my Puerto Rican coffee because I am not drinking American coffee. (laughs) <laughs> no offense, <laughs> but I am not putting water in my coffee. What? What is that? Why is wait, that a thing? What? Oh, wait, because you wait. Because you just steam it? No, no, no. Like you, oh. you have your coffee and you pour yeah. a little bit of water in it. I've seen people do that here. Oh, yeah, no. Thank you so, so very, very much. This has been amazing. This has been such a fun episode and learning so much about Puerto Rico and your accomplishments. Congratulations again for a full ride scholarship, Bowling Green State University. You have a treasure among you, (laughs) just so you know. Yeah, keep us up to date, like what's happening, what it's like to be there. And When you're pining for some, you know, Puerto Rico and some homesickness, I hope you find the community quickly to bring you back around. Thank you so much. No, thank you for inviting me. Really, I've never done this and I really liked it. We do have a great chemistry, so that helps a lot that like everything just went fluido. Everything just went naturally. I love what you're doing. You're giving us voice and you're giving us a position where we can speak up and say, what's going on through our minds and like you told me like a lot of our problems we don't know but our problems of other women who haven't spoken up about it so thank you for giving us that voice thank you for giving us that that space where we can express them and share our experiences so thank you for having me Oh, oh, it's such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. And yeah, it's a difficult thing. It can be intimidating, but then it's intimidating because we rarely have the place to speak our voice. That's true. Wow. Oh, wasn't she a delight? Frances Vasquez Sochet, first time here in the U.S., attending Bowling Green State University for her master's in accountancy. So young and so full of life and wisdom. It feels so soothing to be surrounded with women like Frances who can encourage us to go for it, to not feel it's all on us. That burden 
to not take it on, to do what feels good inside for us, to tap into that emotion, the humanity, as she says, all of the points that we need to add back into our lives to find that balance, that well-being, to manage both the cultural expectations and the societal expectations that get put on us on any given day. Her love of her culture is really a kickoff for this month's Latina and Hispanic Heritage Month to remind us of who we come from and where we come from and all the benefits to bring it all forward into this modern day. So join us next week on our Pod Club episode of Francis, where we really dive into and highlight those strong points she brought up today in this amazing conversation to find out just who is that amazing Latina. These are the points you'll want to carry close to you because they apply to most of us. These are the points that will resonate with a lot of us, regardless of the lives we live. Remember to follow and subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss any of the episodes as they come tumbling out each week. And join us on our social media, where we highlight those really powerful quotes and clips that came out of the conversation. So look to us on our social media at LifeLinks. That's L-N-X-X. And subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or on any of your favorite streaming platforms, and also on our website at lifelinks.com. Kick off the celebration grand this Friday. And for all the Mexicanas out there, fiestas patrias. I can hear you partying already. Enjoy the weekend. Step into your truth, ladies. Ciao. Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out on our website at lifelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at lifelinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva! Viva!